everybody. Welcome to Do Discourse, where we have conversations that need to happen. I'm your host, Ronald Taylor. I'm Chris Long. And welcome to episode one. How you doing today, Chris? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Good, now that we've got our technical difficulties out of the way. <laughs> For anyone in the future that wants to make a podcast, if you intend on making an hour-long podcast, please prepare at least an hour and a half of audio technical setup ahead of time. Yeah, for real. But we're here, and uh, we're glad you decided to join us. So um, we are excited about getting Do Discourse up and running. You know, we are a part of the Small World Conglomerate, uh, Small World uh, Media Productions. Uh, there's a there's six, uh, you know, different podcasts that are out there, and they all, you know, provide a, a wide range of things for you to listen to. And here at Do Discourse, we want to have conversations that need to happen, uh, right? You know, a discourse is a verbal interchange of ideas. Uh, it's four formal and orderly, usually extended expression or thought on a subject. That's Merriam-Webster's dictionary uh, definition on that, where, you know, we want to have conversations that are productive, conversations that, you know, are based on our lives, your lives, um, faith, you know, and, and our worldview. And we'll kind of get into that toward the end of, of our episode and just what our definition of a worldview is um, after we kind of, you know, establish our goal and expectations and stuff. But I guess first and foremost, we can uh, kind of tell the audience, you know, how we met, how we know each other and a little bit about ourselves. If you want to get started, Chris. Yeah. So we're the theology bros of small world media. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've known Ronald since I was like eight, nine, ten years old. Um, so we grew up in the church together. He's a little bit older than me, but we won't hold that against him. Um, and honestly, he's just kind of been a mentor for me in the faith throughout my journey with faith. Um, so super stoked. He was always there to hang out with me whenever, you know, growing up, didn't have many friends. So Ronald was always there. And how old are you now? I am 22. I'll be 23 20. next month. Cool. 20. So 23 this year and I just turned 29. So that kind of gives, uh, everybody a little bit of a, an age range there. I'm pushing 30, which I'm not excited <laughs> knocking about. on the door. Dude, I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's crazy is like, you know, I, we've had some cool experiences and you definitely were somebody that was, you know, really teachable. Um, somebody I think, you know, just really wanted community and, and to learn. I saw a lot of myself in that, you know, uh, from mm -hmm. when I was younger, um, I think one of the biggest things, you know, and for anybody listening, like it's so important, like how you treat people is so important, especially when they're younger than you. Um, I think it's so easy to be dismissive, but man, like as a, as a kid, you know, in elementary school, um, where, you know, Raleigh Road had kids town, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. and then going into student ministry, like, man, those years are so formative and like, they're so formative in relationship building and self-worth and identity and, you know, how you, you know, build relationships with people. And I, I just remember there were, you know, there were a few people even at church that were just kind of jerks to me as a kid because mm -hmm. I, you know, just came from a different side of town. Like I was not really affiliated with everybody. I didn't have like familial ties or friendship ties, like, you know, amongst like the parents or my parents because I had a single deaf mom. And, but there were like a few kids that were in youth group that were older, you know, in high school and really like took the initiative to, you know, go out of their way to say, Hey, or try to make me feel included and, and loved. And that was such a big deal to me. And even at a younger age, like 
I realized how important that was and how much of a big deal that was to where when I got older, I wanted to make sure I was doing that for others, you know? And it's a super big deal, especially to the younger kids because they see that and then they want to emulate that later. And it's just, it's a cycle that continues to grow upon itself. Yeah. It's like, you're going to like, if you experience good things as a kid, you're going to want to emulate that because you remember that feeling and we want mm-hmm. that to happen instead of bad things happening and having anger taken out on us and then that transferring. You know, we don't want any anger transference or bitterness transference and anything, especially as believers, because, you know, as Christian, that that just that tarnishes our witness as believers. Um, so we want to definitely emulate the good things. Um, yeah, super cool. And so I, you know, my name is Ronald Taylor again, and I'm 29. I live in the Raleigh area, um, as well as Chris. You know, we're not going to put our, our GPS location out there because <laughs> there's no, we have no idea who could be watching. Um, but I'm a student pastor in the area. I'm bivocational, so I also work for a nonprofit um, where our goal is to get technology in the hands of those who need it. So we partner with organizations like um, the Salvation Army, Raleigh Dream Center, um, you know, different organizations like halfway houses, women's shelters, things like that. So people can, you know, they might be down on their luck, but they still need access to technology so they can apply for jobs or get their GED or get an associates or anything like that. And so uh, super, super cool organization that I work for. Um, so as a side plug, like if you, if you're interested in partnering with HTI, like our nonprofit, or, you know, somebody that needs tech or you're in need of tech, um, shoot us an email at, uh, what, what's our, what's our email address? Is it a uh, small at gmail.com? All right. Yeah. Small at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. Um, and I'll definitely, you know, try to get further, you know, further on with that with you all. Um, but that's, yeah, that's a bit of what I do right now. I love it. Um, being by vocationals a lot, especially with trying to, to run through a podcast now. Um, but it's good. The Lord has been faithful and uh, we're excited to see what, you know, comes of it. Um, so tell us a little bit about your life, Chris. I know you've had some big milestone things happen recently. Um, and some, some great news as of this week as well. Yeah. So, uh, my name's Chris Long again. Um, I am, Again, from the Raleigh area, not to get too specific, North Carolina. Shout out to the home team. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I recently graduated East Carolina University with an undergrad degree in English. I minored in communications. Um, so you may think, boy, he wants to be a teacher. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everyone assumes. So as of yesterday, I am a um, news journalist for a local newspaper. I'm not going to say which one because then you'll know. <laughs> <laughs> but a little Over bit down the line. what town he lives in. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit down the line. I'm sure you could put two and two together. So, um, yeah, I'm super excited to get started there. Um, he works for the daily prophet. (laughs) (laughs) I actually work for Christianity today, (laughs) but no, the amount of, Um, the amount of Christianity today, like articles I quoted in papers at Southeastern. (laughs) (laughs) So bad. I mean, like there's some good stuff up there, but some not good stuff. Yeah. Well, it's also like, I just didn't put in the work to find like good citations. I'm just like, (laughs) 
there's like find seven sources. All right, well they're all going to be from Christianity today because <laughs> Google is my friend. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Um, but I'm your pretty stereotypical Christian kid. Uh, I have worked at Chick Fil A for the past <laughs> five years of my life. Uh, my love it, love it. Am ready to move on. That's all I'll say about that. Yeah. Um, but I also right now I'm working as a copywriter as an internship at an advertising agency. So if you can't tell yet, I like to write. So <laughs> yeah, cool C.S. Lewis over here. So uh, you want to share a little bit about our goals and expectations for for Do Discourse and what people can expect to to kind of hear and see? Yeah, for sure. So at Do Discourse, we have a few separate goals that episode by episode we hope to achieve. The first one is that we want to contextualize and argue Christian misconceptions. So like we want to address topics based off of scripture and how Christ would call us to live instead of what the American church or mainstream media has painted the Christian perspective to be. Because a lot of times that gets distorted in the mix of, you know, this is what Christians think. And this is my opinion about Christians based off of this thing that happened. And we want to be the guidestone to be like, no, that's not what Christ called us to do. Um, so that's kind of the first one in that we want to talk about, you know, like homosexuality, social justice, relationships before marriage, relationships in marriage, discipleship, going to church, worship, interacting with non-believers, modesty, drugs, alcohol, money management, salvation, anxiety, depression. It's just... All the experiences of the American church today, we want to throw our hat in the ring in that. Yeah, and I'm, you know, I, I'm going to kind of jump out of the order a little bit real quick because I think through that, you know, just kind of setting the basis and foundation of what we really believe in, you know, so we we want to approach things, you know, on all of those topics because I think right now we definitely are, we're in a a culture and society where all that is rampant and it's all feelings based. It's all like, man, if, if you feel this type of way, then it's right. You know, if you, if you feel this emotion, then it's right. And then you can act accordingly based off of that emotion. You know, mm -hmm. like if somebody makes you upset, well, you need to let them know that you're upset. And if that emotion that you're feeling is anger, well, you need to act in anger. And like, I think a lot of people, even outside of the Christian faith and worldview would say that's stupid. You know, that doesn't make any sense. Like, how is that bringing unity or reconciliation or anything? And it's not, you know, it really is. It's self-entitlement. It's selfish. And it's it's a flesh-based desire that we have. And people are just mm -hmm. running rampant with that. And it's going to grow like fire, you know, it's, and it's going to be really bad. So we want to look at stuff. We want to give advice. We want to give counsel based off of. A, a Christian worldview, right? And so uh, dictionary.com says a worldview is a comprehensive conception or philosophy, right? An understanding of the universe and humanity's relation to it. Um, what we believe to be the foundation of truth, goodness, justice, um, and that God is who he says he is as, you know, a Christian worldview. Um, David Noble from Understanding the Times. This is a focus on the family article. It said a worldview is the framework from which we view reality and make sense of life and the world. It's any ideology, philosophy, uh, philosophy theology, uh, movement, or religion that provides an overarching approach to understanding God, the world, and man's relation to God and the world. And theology just means uh, our knowledge of God, right? Our understanding mm -hmm. of who God is. Um, and breaking it down in the God. English major version, 
Theo <laughs> yeah, means and, God. And this, and Ology this... means study of. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. And so we want to, you know, we want to look at things. Okay. So as believers, right. As Christians, we go, okay, you know, why are we here? Why does the world exist? How did it come to exist? And we believe in a higher power, right? We believe in the deity of God um, and the God of the Bible, the God of the gospel. And so we establish, okay, well, what is his, what is his purpose? What is he, what is he, what is he communicating to us? Um, what is he trying to tell us? And in that we go, okay, well, where do we get that from? How do we hear from God? And we hear from God through his word, right? Through the mm -hmm. Holy Bible. And we know that this is an ineffable, infallible, you know, spoken word delivered to us. We see that in Timothy, um, that the word of God is, is breathed out, right? And this, it's inspired by God. And so that means everything that it says, we have to fully believe in. And right now, you know, we, we're really dealing with issues where people go, okay, well, I'm a Christian, or I, I think I'm a Christian, or I say I'm a Christian, but I don't believe everything the Bible says, or whatever it says, it's not actually what they meant. Right. Like, and people are just really trying to, trying to contort and twist, uh, it to meet their own agenda. And we actually see in scripture that that's what Satan does, right? That's what the enemy does. He, he tries to take things make them seem like truths and people are, are deceived by that. Right. I mean, that happened all the way in the garden. Um, and it actually reminded me last night, you know, at being a student pastor, we were teaching through Hebrews three and, uh, in uh, verse 12, it says, take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God, but exhort, right? Encourage each other, hold each other accountable, um, hold on, right? As long as it's called today. So as long as today is called today, which is every day, right? Until Jesus comes back, that none of you be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Sin is a deceiver. Like, you know, we're going to be deceived day in and day out or attempt to be deceived by sin because it seems so much better to our flesh. And the reason it seems so much better to our flesh is because we are born into this curse of sin, right? In the beginning, Adam and Eve, God created Adam and Eve and the serpent deceived them. They ate of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And through that sin enters the world and throughout the entire Old Testament, when we have, we, we receive this promise in Genesis three, that God is going to bring somebody to crush the head of Satan, right? He, somebody's going to deliver us from this curse of sin because Adam is our federal head. Adam is the representative of all humanity and he failed. So through that, we all are entered into the, into the curse of sin, and like from birth, from the get go. And everything is pointing to this promised Messiah. And we finally see that Jesus Christ comes on the scene, right? Jesus is born of a virgin. He is like this immaculate conception, right? He is fully man, fully God, lives a perfect life, and then fulfills the sacrificial system, right? He's the perfect and spotless lamb, the perfect sacrifice, but also our mediator, being the son of God, fully God, like, you know, the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And, and through that, takes that sin debt away for us by his death on the cross is in the grave for three days, comes back to life and then is ascends into heaven, right? After giving us a command to love God, love people, preach the gospel, baptize and teach in the name of the Lord. Right. And then he's going to come back for us. Like that's the synopsis of the gospel, the meta narrative of everything, uh, in a brief, what, 20 seconds. Right. He's spitting. <laughs> so we have to communicate that and go, okay, well, and because sin exists, we're going to be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. If we don't hold on to our original confidence, right? That original confidence of salvation. And, you know, Chris and I believe that 
once you're saved, you can't lose that salvation. And the only thing that costs our salvation is belief in him and then walking in obedience. Right. And mm-hmm. that's, I mean, that is like the depths of, of Hebrews three right here, right? We can rest in God's promise because we believe because Moses and Israel did not believe when they were walking in the, in, in the wilderness for 40 years. Cause even though God delivered them from Egypt, right. They still were complaining. There was still something wrong because they walked in unbelief. They were walked in mm-hmm. only their, only their understanding and their confidence rather than the confidence of the Lord. And so, you know, if you're, if, and if you're not a believer listening today, like, hold on, you know, just bear with us. Um, and if you are, I hope that you're encouraged, right? I hope you, I hope you're, you're understanding these things and, and what we're referencing. But if you're not, I hope that as time goes on, you'll kind of come to an understanding of, you know, Old Testament scripture, New Testament scripture, and formulating a Christian worldview based off of that. And I hope that's appealing to you. You know, I hope that, uh, these are cool things for you. Um, yeah, I would, I just want to throw in real quick. Uh, I would say whether or not you're a believer, have an open mind about the conversations that we have. If you choose to continue to listen to this, and I hope that you're encouraged to continue to listen to this, but we want to have conversations that are inspiring yeah. and informative towards the believer and the non-believer. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, forgive us if we start to ramble, I'm definitely a rambler. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but just hang in there with us because, uh, I, I really do think, and I hope that the Lord will have his hand in all of this, um, and propel some, some good thought provoking conversations and processes through everything for you. Um, cause at the end of the day, I think, people can come into this, especially as a non-believer and go, okay, well, they're Christians. So they already have this agenda, right? They're Christians and they're already going to push this one thing. But I think for Chris and myself, yeah, we, we want to hold to the fact that scripture is the truth, right? Scripture is the basis for what we believe. And that, that has to be the case. You know, even if you're Mm -hmm. not a believer and you go, well, how can you believe something that man wrote? How can you believe something that, you know, people that were sinful wrote, it's got to be wrong. Right. Well, I think so often we push and push and push for this, this like hardened, un, unrebukable evidence and things and where we want to know everything. But we have to realize even outside of the Christian faith, there's no way for us to know everything. Right. There's no way for us to have a full, you know, concise knowledge of, the world. I mean, people are, are going through scientific hypotheses, right? Or hypothesi. <laughs> hypotheses. <laughs> Christian hypotheses. And uh, they're saying, oh, yeah, like all of these things are hypothetical situations, right? They're all theories. Nothing, nothing is for sure, for certain. And there's a faith that happens there, right? There's a trusting and that this could be what's the truth, but we don't know for sure. Right. But man, as believers, if we sit in the knowledge that, okay, the scripture is infallible. Scripture is, is 100% right. There's nothing wrong with it. Everything that it says is true. Then we can rest with, we can rest in that in faith, right? We can have mm-hmm. a good faith and hope that, all right, like everything I need to know is here. And I want to encourage you non-believer, if you're listening, that disregard what people try to say in arguments about scripture because 99% of the time they happen outside of context. People will try to quote the old Testament. People will try to try to quote things in the new Testament. 
that sound contradictory, that sound harsh, that sound wrong. And it's like, you're taking all of this at a face value that you're not really seeing, right? You're seeing a veiled face value because you don't get the whole picture. And so hopefully as we kind of go through with due discourse and we're dealing with things that are happening and we're dealing with current events and things in our lives. And we talk about these things from a worldview. I, I really hope that we're able to do that through the lens of the gospel and its context, right? So that you can kind of come to an understanding with us. And I really pray that you take time and you, and you read things that we reference and you read scripture, um, and, and kind of come to a, an understanding of your own, right? Like don't allow this podcast to be the basis of your faith. If you do come to mm -hmm. Jesus. Um, and so, yeah, that that's super important for, for myself. And I know for Chris, uh, do you have anything you want to add on that, Chris? No. Yeah. I think you did a really good job of covering that ground. Um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. And you know, we, um, we're, we're excited about where, um, where do discourse is, is going to go? We're excited about where small world is going to go. And I think one of the other things that we want to do is, um, you know, Chris and I will be our, our constants here, but we also want to bring in, um, like an understanding of our, our opinions and our thoughts are not the only ones that exist, mm -hmm. you know? And so if you like, as the audience want to submit things, uh, have a response or anything you disagree with, anything you do agree with, um, communicate that with us, right? Smallworldcast at gmail.com. Um, shoot us an email and we'd love to communicate there from there on that. Um, if you want to be on the podcast, if you have an experience or anything that you've, uh, you, you know, you've done, you've said that you want to share with our listeners, um, that you want to share with us and you think it'd be a worthwhile conversation. Let us know. We'd love to have you on the podcast and you can be remote, right? Chris and I live an hour away from each other. And so we're, we're doing this virtually so we can always bring you in wherever you are, um, and have those conversations. You know, we want to bring in people that we know, uh, first and foremost to, um, you know, to share their experiences, share, you know, their, their thoughts, share what the Lord is teaching them and things. And then even people that may be unbelievers that have issues, right? I know mm -hmm. one of the biggest things and one of the biggest issues that we see through people that would say they're non-believers is church hurt, right? Like yeah. church hurt is so big. Like, and I think at the end of the day, like, man, yeah, as the church, we are failing as the American church, we are failing because there are people that aren't feeling loved, right? There are people mm -hmm. that aren't feeling cared for or included. Um, and man, like I've, I've had that experience, you know, like as a kid, like I've experienced that, in a church that I grew to, to love and, and own and know, right. Like the Lord redeemed that. But initially like there was, there was some church hurt and fear and bitterness, like just on how other kids have treated me or, you know, other adults have treated me. And I think the Lord will honor that as time goes on, but because we, we have to realize, you know, even though the church has a responsibility to love others, the church is not the end all be all. Right. Like the way, because the church is full of sinful people, like there are going to be people mm -hmm. that make mistakes. They're going to be people that screw up and hopefully like they have the, the self-control and discipline and like Holy spirit to say, Hey, I'm sorry. Right. And apologize and repent and confess of those things and bring reconciliation. Right. Mm -hmm. I think society right now as a whole, every time something bad happens, people want revenge. People want somebody, people want other people to suffer 
in ways that they feel like they've suffered, no matter how great or small it is. And they think that's justice, right? Mm -hmm. But, but it's not like the, the real justice and, and, and real, like, the way things should really go is, is reconciliation, right? We should always seek reconciliation. We should right. always seek harmony in the midst of two parties and the Christian worldview would, would preach that, right? God mm -hmm. would preach that. Like that's his, his ultimate end game is reconciliation between his creation and himself through a mediator of Jesus Christ. Like that's the end game. That's the goal. And so as people, we should emulate that and go, all right, like my goal is reconciliation with, with whoever party, right? Because at the end of the day, even if I don't know somebody and I'm angry with them, like they're still a human being, right? They're still a soul, you know, like they're still somebody of worth. And because of that, because God sees them of worth, like I should seek reconciliation with them. And so yeah. hopefully that'll, that'll kind of be conveyed and communicated even more um, as you guys continue to listen. And as, as we talk about experiences and things like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm excited to see the stories and conversations that come out of it. Uh, and ultimately I'm excited to see people be rejuvenated for the gospel because of it. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's going to be a mix of, you know, experiences that we've had, uh, things that we've learned. Hopefully we can glean things off of each other. Um, but yeah, we, we also want this to be, you all reaching out to us and communicating, you know, experiences that you've had, um, and, and questions that you guys have, like, you know, hopefully we can answer questions on this and have good conversation about what you guys are thinking of. Um, but also I just lost my train of thought. Sorry. <laughs> like, I want to have com I want to have good conversations based off of, you know, things that you have and questions that you have um, so that we can continue to grow so that you all right. can continue to grow. Right. I think that's so important. And if, if we have an answer, you know, great, we can go from there. But the beauty of podcasting is you're going to send us a question in the middle of the week, hopefully, and we will be able to <laughs> research with due diligence um, and, and have an answer for you by the time we record again. That was my thought. That's what came back for me. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we're definitely not above saying, I don't know. You know, I, you know, we both have higher education. We both, you know, study scripture regularly. Uh, we are in community and fellowship and study well. Um, but I think there are tons of things that we don't know. Like, you know, I'm, I'm only 29. I get that we joked about 30 being old, but I'm still gleaning and learning from scripture. I'm still gleaning and learning from, from older people that have wisdom. Right. Um, I know I don't know everything. I know Chris knows that he doesn't know everything. Right. And so we want to be able to do our due diligence and research, um, so that we ha we can have conversations and kind of share from our worldview. Cause I think a lot of times things happen. People talk about things, people talk about instances in scripture or in culture and society and it's all fake news, right? It's all incorrect. It's all opinion based. It's all like, it's all emotionally charged. And we want to come at things like from an understanding of scripture, a contextual understanding, and then delivering that to where, you know, hopefully you can understand that as well and reconcile that in your head. Um, cause I think one of the biggest things that's hard is reading one thing in scripture and going, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, yeah, it's because you haven't read the entirety of it. You don't know the, the overarching story there. You don't know the narrative mm -hmm. and, and able, and, and being able to get like 
counsel and advice from people that have a little bit better of an understanding, like that's our goal. You know, we want, we want to be able to communicate through what the Lord is communicating through scripture and not what people who hate scripture are trying to contort scripture to continue to deceive you and pull you away. Right. Mm -hmm. And so through that, like Chris said, man, we pray that you listen with just, you know, an open heart, open mind, like just hear what we have to say. And if it doesn't make sense, okay. You know, like we're not going to hold that against you. We don't hate you. Like, I know that's a big misconception in the church is like, if you disagree, like you're hated and that's what society is doing right now. Right. Like yeah. people talk about tolerance, but that's there's, there is no tolerance. It's you either agree or we hate you. And that's not the case here. That's not the case for true Christianity. And that's not the case for, for due discourse, right? Like we want to mm -hmm. welcome people that disagree that have their own opinions so we can kind of, you know, bring what we believe. And if you choose to believe that praise God. And if you don't, that's like, we can still be friends, you know, like that that's important. And I think that brings that opens the air and opens the door for more conversation. Um, and that's what we want to take place. You know, we want to reconcile relationships. We want to, we want to share where we're at, but we also don't want to like seem like Westboro Baptist. <laughs> you know, yeah, for I've sure. got, I've got a friend, uh, a couple that is from Arizona and they, um, his wife wasn't a part of like the Baptist denomination where we, we are Pat, we're part of the Baptist denomination. I think Chris and I have a little bit more of a reform view, um, on things and hashtag she John heard Calvin. that we were do what hashtag John Calvin <laughs> for real. And, uh, we, we were sitting and having a conversation and telling her that we were part of a Baptist church and she got really uneasy. <laughs> like she, she was kind of freaking out and it's because her like, her affiliation of Baptist church, right? Her first inclination there was Westboro Baptist mm. and y'all Westboro Baptist is like a hate cult. Like none of, they are not yeah. believers, right? They are super hateful. They are, they're an evil people. Like they, I think there are demonic forces happening within that church. Um, cause they're just, there are things that you can't, you should not do. You can't do like, and it's not a representative of Jesus. And so if that's your, if that's your idea of what Christians look like in church and even like the Baptist denomination, it's not true. Uh, hopefully Chris and I can be a good representative, a good representation of what that looks like and who we are. Um, and hopefully we, we come to exemplify Jesus. Like we come and we, we really show who Jesus is and who the true church looks like it just even in the midst of this podcast. And we pray that, that, you know, that brings you to salvation, um, and into a church. And if you are saved, if you do say that you're a Christian, you know, praise God. And through that, I hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you, um, and a challenge to you to, to further, you know, pursue your holiness, uh, to further pursue sanctification, you know, which is us becoming more like Jesus from one degree of glory to the next. Like it's, it's a, it's a race. We are running an endurance race as Paul would say, and we need to finish well, we need to finish strong. Um, and I hope that through conversations we have, they can propel conversations that you're going to have in the real world, um, and, and have a good apology or defense for your faith. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, I don't really have anything, anything else to add. <laughs> I was about to say, do you have anything else you want to add? I know I kind of spearheaded a lot of that, but yeah, you um, covered most of the bases. But I think uh, as we continue, you know, and are and are able to communicate just based off of off of experiences and stuff, um, mm -hmm. it'll be a little bit more, a little bit more tag there. Um, you want to tell everybody where they can reach us and uh, 
and things like that, Chris? Yep. Uh, give me one half of a second because I don't exactly remember the username. I think it's just, yeah. So you can follow us on Instagram at do discourse podcast or on Facebook. I believe we have a Facebook yep. at yeah. do discourse. Uh, also follow small world cast on Instagram. Uh, it's where you can find all the content of small world media, all six shows that we will be releasing. Um, and yeah, love you guys. Yeah. Let me make sure. Let me double check here. Yep. That's it. All right. I had to double check my stuff. Um, (laughs) but yeah, so we, uh, we hope that we are consistent in (laughs) posting every week. Uh, bear with us. You know, we, man, we literally, we both have full-time jobs. Um, mm-hmm. we have families, you know, Chris has a family. Um, he still lives with his family and I'm, I'm married, uh, with a wife that I also live with. And so we are not, not in the basement. Know, yeah. And not in the basement. <laughs> like we're in the midst of living in community with people. And so we have, uh, responsibilities, you know, that go there and, and other things that are calling to us. But we hope that this will be a time where we can just, you know, set time aside, um, have you guys join us, whether you're on your way to work, um, you know, on your way to, to anywhere on a road trip or just sitting in the office or, you know, at home with nothing else to do. Um, hopefully that this is enjoyable to you. Uh, you have a good time and we end up, you know, becoming a part of your lives. You know, we, we want not only for you guys to get to know who we are, um, and, and what we believe and, and to have good conversation, but we want to get to know you guys too. You know, we want to definitely interact with y'all. So comment, direct message, email, you know, communicate with us. And we definitely want to, you know, take part in doing that with you guys as well. So, uh, we love you. We're thankful for you. And, uh, we hope to see you next week. And if you made it to the end of this episode, leave us a comment either on via email or on Instagram telling us your favorite animal. Yeah. And don't tell us we suck because we're sensitive souls. Yeah, we are very soft, big boys, <laughs> physically and, li- and and spiritually. <laughs> yep. All right, Emo- that's it. emotional fragility. <laughs> that's the podcast. Bye, guys. <laughs>